Hi, I'm Nancy Dufresne. Welcome to our podcast channel. We know you'll be blessed by today's message. Tonight, I just, I wanted to talk to you. I got to spend some time with the Bible school students today, and uh, there were just some things on my heart, and I just wanted to to go over some of those things with you. I want to read to you uh, one of my favorite passages, Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 10, and this is the Amplified Translation, and it reads, for we are God's own handiwork, his workmanship, and then he tells us what his workmanship is, and it says, recreated in Christ Jesus, born anew. And I love that, that we are his handiwork, and that handiwork was when uh, we were made new creatures in Christ. So recreated in Christ Jesus. Then it goes on and reads, born anew, that we may do those good works which God predestined, planned beforehand for us taking paths which he pre- which he prepared ahead of time notice this even before time began being uh, clocked before the calendar started rolling god planned something wonderful for your life and so even before ahead of time before time started being calculated he already had a plan in advance prepared for you And then he says this, that we should walk in them, the paths that he prepared. Now notice this, he plans it, but he can't walk it for us. We're the ones that walk it. So our part is to walk out the plan that he prepared for us, taking paths that he prepared for us. And then it says that we should walk in them. Look at this, living the good life. Notice His paths only hold the good life. It doesn't mean that opposition won't come, but it means that on the path of his plan, that opposition will never succeed against you. So it says that we should walk in them, talking about the paths, living the good life which he prearranged and made ready for us to live. So since God has already made a plan for us, and he's prepared everything on the paths of those, of that plan. Uh, it would be really nonsense for us to have our own plan because uh, we cannot be assured of the good life. The good life is connected with what he has planned. And Jesus said in John 4, verse 34, he said, my meat or the thing that nourishes me, the thing that sustains me. Uh, He said, my meat is to do the will of him that sent me and to finish his work. So Jesus didn't come to do his own thing. He came to fulfill the plan. Uh, I want you to know that as Jesus fulfilled the plan, look at the great blessing that how it changed everything of this earth. When Jesus fulfilled the plan, when we fulfill the plan, it's going to make a difference in the earth. Jesus showed us that uh, how it affected not just him fulfilling the plan, but how it affected every human when Jesus fulfilled the plan. The devil is afraid of the plan of God. He's afraid of the plan of God being carried out in your life because the plan of God in your life doesn't just affect you. It's going to affect many. And so the devil is afraid of that plan and he's going to try to do things to get you off the plan. 
The first thing, the first part about even fulfilling God's plan, you know, is be born again. You can't even begin to fulfill what you're born for without being born again. Jesus said, I'm the door. He's the door into the presence of God. He's the door into the plan of God for your life. But once you're born again, now there's a plan to fulfill. And that's the plan that holds the good life. How many of you know a sick, a sick life is not a good life? A broke life is not a good life. Everything good is contained in the plan that God has for us. And it's up to us to take the paths of that plan. I want to read to you some of the things that uh, I I have some, and you've heard me talk about in, in the past, notable quotes, because um, for, oh my goodness, almost since as long as I've been saved, I've been keeping lists of notable quotes on different subjects and listen to some of the ones that I have regarding this. Now, you know about uh, Joshua and Caleb, God said, he was going to give his people, he had already given them a land and Joshua and Caleb, they were ready to go and occupy. But the, the 10 spies who did not believe what God said came back with an evil report and their report affected an entire nation and kept a nation from moving forward. It took the faith out of them. You know, how many of you know that whenever you are following what God says, it, it's going to encourage the faith in you. And so Joshua and Caleb are the only two of the 12 spies that held to what God said. And they were there putting faith in the people, but the 10 spies that doubted were there taking faith out of the people. And after you know that, of course, they wandered for 40 years in the wilderness, and then God gave Joshua the plan of how to get into the promised land. And they occupied the land. And when they began to take over the land, uh, Caleb came And it's recorded in Joshua chapter 14, verse 8. And this is the Amplified. And Caleb said this. He said, My brethren who went up with me made the hearts of the people melt. But I wholly followed the Lord my God. And Moses swore to me on that day, Surely the land on which your feet have walked shall be an inheritance to you and to your children always, because you have wholly followed the Lord my God. And now behold, the Lord has kept me alive. Notice these words that Caleb mentioned. Because he believed, even though there was, he was 40 years or so delayed in getting in, his faith never let go. He never quit on believing God. And so whenever they did occupy, God gave Caleb a certain amount of land. But I want you to notice this last phrase. He said, behold, the Lord has kept me alive. What kept him alive? Staying with the plan of God. And so as Caleb took hold of God's plan for his life, God's plan took hold of him and kept him alive when the entire generation he belonged to died. He watched every person of his generation die except for him and Joshua. And because he held to the plan of God, that plan kept him alive. And I want you to know long life is connected to the plan of God. Follow the plan of God for your life because that's what long life is connected to. The power of his obedience was stronger in him than the power of death that took out a whole nation. He watched every every single one of his generation die. And as he was watching them die, he never thought that that was his destiny. He knew his destiny was to occupy that land. And because he held to the plan of God, the plan of God sustained him. Um, I love something. My husband made a statement. 
uh, in Luke chapter 14, verse 26, it reads, If any man comes to me and hate not, hates not his father and mother and wife and children and brethren and sisters, yes, in his own life also, he cannot be my disciple. Now, what he's talking about, he's not talking about hate in the sense of human terms of hate. He's talking about if you put others above me, if you obey other people rather than obeying me, then he said, you're not, you'll not be the disciple that you're called to be. And so I love something that my husband said. He said, stay with the will of God, even if you have to go against those who are closest to you. You know, not everyone understands your hunger and desire to fulfill the will of God. And they'll offer you good options. They'll offer you alternatives. They'll offer you counsel that would really draw you away from the plan of God. And they don't, re- they don't mean to hurt your life, but they're, they're giving you counsel based on what they know instead of you having counsel based on what God knows. And so there are times you'll have to, to fulfill the plan of God, you'll have to say no to someone you love. You'll have to say no to someone close to you so you can obey God and fulfill what he has for your life. Then Morgan, my daughter-in-law, made this statement. She said, the perfect will of God won't just fall on you automatically. You have to seek God through the word and prayer to know his perfect will. Well, you know that's true because the more you spend time in the word, the more you spend time in fellowship with God, the more you're going to recognize what he's saying to you and leading you to do. Then my husband made this statement. He said, you following God's plan for your life will affect your whole family. Now, see, my husband was raised in a Catholic home and under his own testimony, he said we weren't good Catholics. We didn't go that much. But then he got born again. And when he got born again, every single one of his family members followed him in to the kingdom of God. And so when he made a choice uh, that chose the plan of God, others, others were affected. So notice this, when we obey God, it affects others. When we disobey God, it still affects others. And so the plan of God is what's going to make your life great. And so God said to me years ago, I was writing uh, a book on God the Revealer's Secrets, talking about how to know the will of God for your life. And when I was writing it, God spoke to me and he said, make my people to know that long life is connected to my plan. And this is where so many uh, veer is they just think if I take care of just natural things, I'll live long. Listen, it's fine to take good care of natural things, taking care of your health, taking care of all the things that, that pertain to good life. But outside of the plan of God, something is going to be compromised. No diet plan can keep people alive as long as God intends when they're outside the will of God. God said, make my people to know that long life is connected to my plan. If we veer away from the plan of God, we veer away from the long life that he has authored for us. I love this, that Brother Copeland made this statement. He said, the plan of God is your wealthy place. What's he mean by that? Is that when you're walking out the plan of God, it's a, it's a plan that's fully supplied. It's a plan that God has already made provision for. Notice what we read in Ephesians chapter, chapter uh, 2, verse 10. He said that we, take the, uh, that we are to do the good works which God predestined uh, pl- and planned beforehand for us, taking paths which he prepared ahead of time 
that we should walk in them and live the good life. Why? Because on the paths that he prepared is complete provision. And so this is why so many people struggle is because God's provision is not on the path of their making. God's provision is on the path that he authored for them. And I want you to know, you know, sometimes people can look and say, you know, Pastor Nancy, I've made poor decisions. I've made poor choices over the past of my life. And so they think that something of God's plan has to be forfeited. But I'll tell you this, I appreciate what it says in Ephesians when it says taking paths, which he prepared ahead of time. You know, uh, to my home where I live, I can, uh, there are several different entrances that I can make into that residential area and still arrive at my home. It's not just one path that will arrive me at my home. There are several different paths that will get me there. And God will, God recognizes that people make wrong turns. They make wrong decisions. And I want you to know, even if you've been on a wrong path, there are multiple paths to get you back onto the right paths for your life. You know, if you drive the California freeway systems or the freeway systems where you live, you know this, that you can miss the exit that you're to take. But even if you miss it, don't worry about it. There's another exit up ahead that you can get on and turn back around. And there's multiple roads to get you back on the path that you are intending to be on to begin with. God is the same way, is that if you miss something, there are other paths, plural, that will help get you back into God's will for your life. So don't think that just because of choices or wrong choices you've made that you cannot fulfill God's plan. You certainly can if you'll recognize that he has paths for you to take. And then um, I love this. Pastor Ike makes this statement. It's so good. He said, the only thing that will make a man great is the plan of God. The plan of God is inclusive. It includes your whole family and future generations. You know, the way my parents raised us, my mother, she was, uh, her mother was raised in a pastor's home. So my great grandfather was a, a circuit rider, a Methodist circuit rider preacher. And so uh, my grandmother raised my mom in line with what she had been, what she'd been taught in that pastor's home. And my mother then raised us in line with the raising of that pastor's home. Why? Because as they fulfilled God's plan, it touched and reached into future generations. When you obey God, you're blessing future generations. So that means the plan of God is not disposable. It's not optional. It's imperative for the blessing, not just for us, but for the future generations. I love this. Keith Moore made this statement. It's so excellent. He said, one of the most tiring things you will ever do is something you're not supposed to do. (laughs) My goodness, we've all probably had our hand in something we weren't supposed to do at some time and how it drained us, how it stole from us. It took joy. It took strength. It took finances. Sometimes it even takes health. So the the most tiring or fatiguing thing you'll ever do is something you're not supposed to. Then I love this, that Sister Pat Harrison, who is Dad Hagen's daughter, she made this statement. She said, when you follow God's will and God's plan, the natural things will fall into place. You know, if things are not working out for you, Look and say, God, am I following everything you're wanting me to follow? Because when the plan of God is being obeyed and fulfilled, 
there is provision and things begin to work in a very wonderful way. Um, I love this statement uh, that Pastor Edwin Anderson made. He said, if you will agree with the will of God for your life, your life will be amazing. <laughs> That's exactly the truth because he said that he's planned for us uh, paths that we may live the good life. I tell you, the good life is not a boring life. And your life will be amazing. You know, when I think about here, I was raised the daughter of a farmer in southwest Oklahoma. And uh, I remember growing up in one little town and uh, those early, early years. And I'd be in the field out making mud pies. I don't know if you've ever made mud pies, girls. But I mean, I made, I was cooking the best. I, that's really my best cooking I've ever done is I made those mud pies. And... Um, you think about when here I was in a remote place, an isolated little community that really only, I don't even know if there are even a couple hundred people in that community. And uh, God saw me there and ended me up. The path that I've taken has been thrilling. And the paths that I've been on have, have so, uh, they've given me a life that I never would have expected for myself. But it's been amazing in the will of God. There were times when I was out of the will of God, and I tell you, life was not amazing. It was amazingly bad. But then uh, when I finally agreed with the will of God, how amazing life became. And not everything happens spectacular every day in the plan of God. But I will say this, everything is a joy and everything is a refreshing in the will of God. You know, so much of the time, we just, uh, we have to realize that anything we could formulate is not going to come anywhere near equal, near equal to what God has planned. I love something Dad Hagen said. He said, when you find someone struggling in their spiritual life, he said, it's because somewhere they're not agreeing with God. So if there's a struggle going on in your life, Sometimes it's a financial struggle, not even just spiritual things necessarily. It can be natural things that are a struggle. Maybe health is a struggle. And he said, when life is a struggle for people, somewhere they're not agreeing with the will of God. You say, well, Pastor, uh, Pastor Nancy, I'm not struggling. It's just I need health. Well, agree with the will of God, what he says about healing for your body. Some say, well, I'm not struggling. I, I want to obey God, but I'm just struggling financially. Well, then agree with God financially. Don't disagree with what he says. His word is his plan, but he has a specific path uh, for you to take. And so to agree with God will, will give you an amazing life. And then I love something that Brother Richard Roberts said. He said, if you're not, if you're not dead, God's not finished with you yet. And I don't know about you, but that's encouraging because the devil will always point to, oh, you've missed it. You've made so many choices. Uh, that are not right. Well, even so, God's not finished with us yet. And so there's still time to fulfill the plan of God. Um, Dad Hagen made this statement. You have to live in God's perfect will if you're going to receive God's full blessings. Notice this, the blessings of God belong to us, but they can't be experienced in their fullness when we're outside the will and the plan of God. And so I encourage you, be mindful of the will of God, not fearful of missing it, 
But just be sensitive to the Holy Ghost. Before you make decisions, say, Father, is this in line with your will and your plan for my life? Because when you follow his plan, the blessings of God give you the best life. And I don't know about you. I don't just want to have partial blessings. I want to have the fullness of what God has for us. Amen. So I want to thank you for joining me tonight. I want to remind you our midweek service starts at 7 o'clock Pacific time. And so you can log on to our website and join us for our midweek service. Morgan will be will be ministering tonight. And uh, again, we want to remind you about the upcoming services. So go to our website and even on the crusade calendar and you can see where we're going to be on traveling on the road. But until then, we love you. We'll see you next time. God bless you. Bye-bye. We trust you've enjoyed this message. Visit us at DufresneMinistries.org to learn of our upcoming meetings, share your testimony, become a partner, or visit our online store. This program has been made possible by the friends and partners of Dufresne Ministries.